You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into episode 267 of the Skate Podcast. I'm Brian DeFelice, joined by Scott McLaughlin. Scott, every time we do one of these without Bridget, my initial reaction instinct is to is to say, joined by Bridget Prue and Scott McLaughlin because it's just so repetitive. But there's no Bridget today. She's broadcasting. She has broadcasting duties for college hockey this weekend. Yeah, she's she's here in spirit. But yeah, Brid, Bridget's in the middle of like her busiest stretch of the year. I think she had three Providence games this weekend between Providence college games between men and women's. And then she has the uh, the women's beanpot final, the first one ever at TD Garden on Tuesday. So we're, we probably won't have her for our next episode as well. So all the all the Bridget fans who tune in only for Bridget, uh, we're, we're very sorry. <laughs> yeah, and then she also has the PWHL uh, obligations too that they'll yeah. be picking up as well. But yeah, I was gonna do one of those those lights that she has behind her just to <laughs> you know, in, in memory of her. But she'll be back uh, as soon as she can, probably midweek. Um, so last night, Scott, the Bruins defeated the Canadians nine to four at the Garden. Uh, what one would call a rout of sorts, despite being a one goal game for the majority of it or back and forth, at least let's get right into the opening shifts because it's appropriate on a, on a day after they score nine goals for what you're about to talk about here. Yeah. The Bruins are suddenly an offensive juggernaut. Uh, Since Christmas, they're the highest scoring team in the, in the NHL. And that was true when they got to five goals last night. So the next four were, were all gravy. Um, but yeah, obviously, like nine goals, you never expect that. But even Jim Montgomery said after the game, he kind of felt like this had been building because they had a lot of good offensive habits. They've been getting more offensive zone time, generating more chances, having more bodies at the net, more guys taking the puck to the net. Um, and yeah, they, they've only been held under three goals once in their last 13 games. They've scored five or more in six of those games. So they're, you know, I know we're going to get into like the balance of the lineup and, and individuals who stood out, but they've got a top line that's rolling with Marsh and Cole Pasternak, which I know you're going to get into more. They've got depth, you know, Danton Heinen starts that game as the fourth line right wing and ends up with his first career hat trick. Um, defenseman getting more involved. And, you know, it's just, it's impressive to see because I don't think any of us really thought you know, they were going to be the best offensive team in the league for any stretch of, of games. 
Um, and it's now going on almost a full month that they've outscored everyone else. Yeah, just a quick glance at the standings in the goals four column. I think I think they're tied for fifth in in goals four throughout the league with with Toronto. Uh, because it's a quick glance, I I could have missed somebody on the bottom of the standings, but generally the further down you are, that you're not scoring more goals in the top of the league. But um, yeah, the balance scoring is is something that yeah we'll get into as well. And, and yeah, and, and you mentioned the top line and that's my opening shift, which is, which is Coyle, Pasternak and Martian. And, you know, I mean, Pasternak's been on fire all year, depending, no matter who he's playing with. Uh, Coyle's been steady. Martian's been, you know, steady, obviously for, for, for both of their standards. Um, Coyle elevating his game offensively this year. But since the three of them have been together, they've been lights out as a line the last, the last handful of games, all three of those guys, again, Pasternak always is scoring, but they're, they're, they're clicking and there just seems, I know we've talked about maybe splitting up Martian and Pasternak for balance, but to your, to your point that offensively they have been a juggernaut uh, in the last, in the last month. And, um, and, 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 and balance, balance doesn't seem to be an issue with those guys on the same line. So it's, it's weird, Scott. I I feel like, I feel like every every other week this year with this Bruins team, it's like we'll talk about what their deficiencies are on paper and can it hold up in the postseason. But and then every step of the way, aside from that, you know, three three week stretch in December where they were kind of up and down, like I don't know, they just they're just spitting in our face and and, and they're just like and again, I'm 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 glad, but I mean Charlie Coyle's playing like a you know he's 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 on pace for probably high sixties in points this year. Is that an elite number one center? No, but when you're a part of a, when you're a cog in a wheel of a machine that just keeps rolling, I don't, I, I, I in, in all sincerity, I can't sit here and point out flaws of this team when they're playing this well. And, 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 and their top line um, with Marshan and, and Pashnak back together, Coyle has been a better fixture f- between them than Zaka was at times. And if the rest of the, of, of the roster is going to, to pull their weight like this, I, I'm kind of speechless. Like, like, let's see what happens with this team. Yeah. Like, I think we, we all kind of felt like, you know, that the reasoning behind splitting up Marsha and Pasternak is you didn't, you might not really have a real second line. If you don't do that, you know, if you load them up, are you going to get enough from, from another line? And right now they are with that second line of Van Riemsdyk, Zaka and DeBrusque and you know Jake DeBrusque is has just completely turned his season around and has been a a point per game player for the last month 13 points in his last 13 games just a force offensively um you know you'd see him score score a great goal taking the puck right to the front out of the corner and jamming it past Montembeau puck protection wheeling around the net to set up Zaka for a goal uh you know, Zaka, you wonder how he does away from Pasternak. I think he's the points haven't been there as much recently, but I think he's been playing pretty well. And it was nice to see him get that goal because I think he's had a couple chances recently that, that haven't gone in, um, you know, thinking of like a couple one timers or snappers from the high slot in particular. Um, Van Riemsdyk keeps playing well, especially when it comes to playmaking, he, 
continues to just rack up assists. He almost scored a great goal on the power play, uh, dragging the puck through his legs, shooting through his legs. Um, he, you know, the the moves he has in tight spaces down low are the, the way he consistently is able to get to his forehand and get shots off is, is pretty impressive. Um, yeah. And then the, the bottom six, like they've Montgomery's clearly kind of changed how he approaches that group where, you know, he maybe isn't looking for a fourth line with a, a particular identity or toughness or, or whatever. Now he's kind of just looking for more balance there. And you look at what he rolled out for Saturday night, you, he keeps Lauko on the third line with Geeky and Frederick. Potra comes back into the lineup and he's on, you know, again, like a quote unquote fourth line with Boquist and Heinen. Um, Potra ended up being one of only two skaters who didn't have a point. 16 out of 18 Bruins skaters had a point in that game. But I, I thought Potra played pretty well, especially, you know, first game back from injury. He was involved in a couple of chances. He was the one driving the net on, on Heinen's two on one. Um, you know, Heinen made the right call, obviously sticking with the shot and finishing, but Padre was, was right there and a part of that. So uh, yeah, suddenly it just looks like a, like a really balanced lineup where early in the season, you know, if you load up Marsha and Pasternak, I think you sit there and say, wow, it's a really top heavy lineup. Where's the rest of the offense coming from? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, and and you mentioned that fourth line. And yeah, I mean, Denton Heine gets his first hat trick uh, as, as an NHL pro um, over 400 games. And he, he does so in a fourth line role. I mean, obviously, his hat trick goal came on the power play. And that was probably a bit of a, a way to try to get him that hat trick. But yeah, it's a line that you mentioned, Patra, Heinen, and, and Boquist, which ironically last episode I had mentioned, like I would kind of like to see that because I was looking at the, you know, based on the roster and, 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 and the way that the lines were constructed as of late, I just saw an opportunity to see what that line could be as a fourth line. Again, like I, I love the idea historically of a, of a, of a, of a big strong fourth line that can be well um, defensively, but can also impose their will physically on opponents, especially in a seven game playoff series. But those days are quickly kind of they're They're starting to vanish. And, and I think that the Bruins nowadays can check with their feet um, as well as checking with, with the body just because it's, it might not be, <laughs> The game I you know you love to watch all the time, but it's it's the reality. The game's changing a bit, and like Boquist and Heinen and Patrick, and certainly that's a fast line. That's a real, it's a really fast line. You want to call them a fourth line or whatever? I don't just that's a fast hockey line, and and I think that's again this Bruins team. I'm not concerned with labels. Like obviously Pasternak, Coyle, and Marchand is a first line, but beyond that, it's like whoever's playing is playing. Um, Taking away Pasternak from Zaka was something that 
I was starting to wonder why the Bruins were so reluctant to do so. We all love the idea of them playing together because they're countrymen and they played with, so well with Krejci last year. But they, they, they had kind of plateaued at times this year. And, and, and why everybody, including us, were so reluctant to even consider splitting them up, I don't really know. But now that they have been split up, to your point, Zaka's playing really well with Van Riemsdyk and Jake DeBrusque. And I don't think it's a coincidence that in the last month, when Jake DeBrusque is a point-per-game guy, not that he has to be over the course of a whole season, but Jake DeBrusque starts scoring the way he can score. And now we're talking about a team that has the most, the highest offense in the last month. It's not a coincidence. You need players on this team, not named David Pasternak, um, to carry their weight offensively, if not elevate their game. And you're starting to see that now. Um, it's what makes a difference between a team that's going to have a, a superstar burnout and having a team that's a well-oiled machine. And um, it's not just that we're happy for Jake DeBrusque for, for, for scoring. Personally, they need him. And that's why I was so frustrated with him earlier in the year, up until a month ago, because I'm glad that he was playing well for the analytic darlings out there. But the team needed him to score, and we all knew that. You, like we all knew that. But now that he is, it's just it's vital to this team's success. And and there's only so many guys on the Bruins roster that are capable of doing that. He's one of them. Now he's doing it, and here we go. Yeah, he, he's he's playing like a second liner, and now your second line looks like a second line. Like that, exactly. Um, yeah, I think the, the concern with taking Zach away from Pasternak was just. What is Zaka away from Boston? Just because we haven't seen it a whole lot in Boston. Like, he's just been with them so much that you're like, okay, yeah, he had a career year last year. He's, you know, producing at a decent rate this year. But so much of it is with Pasternak. So if you take him away, does that go down? Do you, you know, you worry, do you maybe start to see New Jersey-level production from Zaka, which isn't really top six production? Um, And we'll see. You know, it's going to take a little longer before we – know that answer for sure i would just say like i think he's playing like a top six forward still even though the the points have been a little down um you know and, and i think some of those same concerns are there for debrus because when he really started going it was when he was on a line with coil and marshand and then you move those two up with Pasternak, and you wonder okay does debrus kind of get left behind or can he keep it going and to his credit he's just kept playing the same way if not gotten even better since, since leaving those two. So that's, you know, that's what you need to see is you need to see guys not have to be carried by one of Pasternak or Marchand on their line. Um, and right now, DeBrusque is certainly producing away from them. I think Van Riemsdyk's produced rel- somewhat consistently, no matter where he's been, he's made things happen. So he's up there on the second line now. And, you know, Zaka for now, a, a good fit there. And, um, you know, I think if, if some more points start to come for him, then it's it's really going to look good and, and you're going to have, you know, very few questions about that second line. Yeah, and, and also another combination that the Bruins might try at some point. I know I just talked about how I like the Boquist, Potra, Heinen look, but I I was actually on YouTube recently and I was, I was looking at uh, – Boquist in New Jersey and there was a video of his like 2021 22 highlights or something like that and virtually every goal and assist that he was a part of you know who else is a part of that play was Pavel Zaka um 
And I, I, I think it's flying under the radar a little bit that those two played together in New Jersey and, and played pretty well. I think both those players were underwhelming if you ask New Jersey fans, but there's a, there's a history there of, of, of them playing together and, and producing at the NHL level. And, um, you know, prior to this iteration of Bruins forward lines playing so well, they're playing so well right now, you don't want to t- really touch anything. But I, but the, the thought did cross my mind of like, maybe they try, you know, Boquist, Zaka, and Pashnak at some point. Um, Which but, that they, they actually did try in training camp and maybe even a preseason game or two. Um, but he definitely took some shifts there and then didn't quite stick and obviously didn't even make the team out of camp. But right. they – they did have that in mind at one point, or, or at least wanted to see it. Yeah, and, and and he's a different he's a different player right now than he was in training camp. You know, there's probably a lot going on there, a new system, um, nerves. I don't know, but he seems to be, you know, he's he he has surpassed Johnny Beecher on the depth chart, and and that you know, Beecher. We'll get to Beecher and Laura. They they got sent down to Providence. Um, 